Welcome to Tracklisting, the podcast where a musician, a comedian, and a painter review old albums for some reason. This is Nick. This is Chris. And I'm Caleb, and Chris has a pick for us this week. That's right. Give it to us! I picked 1997's Beverly Hills Ninja! Hey. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah! Oh, yeah. Let's do it! Are we wooing or booing? <laughs> Coming in hot. Mixed reception for uh, mixed that. Mixed reception. Um, it'll, we'll all get on the same page pretty soon. Uh, without any spoilers. It's pretty, right. it's pretty stinky. <laughs> did, you, did you have the soundtrack? Why are we doing the soundtrack? Uh, this was a childhood uh, favorite movie of mine. Um, I got a request from a friend of mine. Shout out to Tanner. Uh, he loved the soundtrack. Wanted me to do it. And uh, I was like, oh yeah, I haven't seen the movie forever. Oh, it's got some great songs on it. Let's... Uh, <laughs> Let's jump on this. Let's jump on this train. Uh, well, let's jump on it, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> Up first, Patty Rothberg, Kung Fu Fighting. Nineteen ninety-seven. Yeah, that is a cover. Um, <laughs> that is a cover. So the original is. Uh, we'll talk about it later, but I think that it's kind of charming in a way, and a lot, a lot of like the the edge of how maybe racially insensitive the song is is taken off by the fact that it's like a like a fun Jamaican guy singing the song, and when it's covered by like a shrill white lady, yeah, I don't, <laughs> like know, a, I don't know, shrill. There's some white lady like singing about Chinamen. I don't know. <laughs> oh god! And that song does feature that Oriental guitar riff. It's been around for a long time, but it's just like a westernized. Yeah, that that riff is like as bad as a slur. Like if you hear that, it's it's equivalent to just saying something absolutely. It's in the uh, the Bowie China girl has that has that riff right yeah uh, yeah yeah <laughs> we might be hearing that riff uh, again on the soundtrack might right? be coming up again looks like it <laughs> yeah um, you know unfortunately uh, they're not even really kung fu fighting uh, they're practicing ninjutsu <laughs> which is Japanese that's true. There's also, you know, goofs under IMDb. They're like, um, actually, the sword that Chris Farley is using is a Chinese short sword, not anything used in Japan. So, you're like, that's the, what you took away from the movie? <laughs> like, I think one of the last times I was in uh, Houston visiting my family, we were driving back from dinner in the car, and it had been quiet for a few minutes. And my dad turned to my mom and said, surely everyone wasn't kung fu fighting and she just turned and looked at him and didn't say a word and it went back to silence we didn't say anything for the rest of the car ride oh man i uh i sang the uh the original kung fu fighting on stage at a a karaoke thing when i was like 10 and uh you know i was like oh i don't think there's a lot of words to that song besides everybody was kung fu fighting uh, there's a lot. There's a whole story, and I was off key, off beat. <laughs> it's me and my friend Reed Rothenberg, who just stood there like a bunch of idiots. <laughs> it's a good time. It was a after party for a baseball game, I think. So. 
I did find uh, Patty Rothberg's. She has a, a self-run website. Oh, whoa. It, it Pull lists, it up. It's, uh, the bio is, is pretty short, and it mentions Beverly Hills Ninja. Yeah. Just to give you a little bit of a... It's her big <laughs> claim to fame. ...idea of what we're dealing with here. I should, uh, at this point, I should say that I've never seen this movie. Okay. I watched uh, about 30 minutes in, but man, I just couldn't... <laughs> It was a real slog. I have to assume this is some sort of attempt to franchise the Beverly Hills Cop. Uh, is this, is there? There's no relation. Uh, the same way Beverly Hills Chihuahua is. Yeah. It's not related They're to... They're just like, Chris Farley's going to be a ninja. So, I, it was apparently the script was originally written for Dana Carvey. And I was like, why would they write this for Dana Carvey? And I can't, I cannot picture him in any of this. <laughs> And then I remembered, um, you know, I don't know if he's going to get canceled for this, but he did a character on SNL. This is a character's name called Ching Chang. Yeah, and, I, I uh, remember this. And I'm like, I bet it was for that character uh, or something. Sim- like he was going to be in Asian face or something. Oh, my God. And they just scrapped it. Uh, or, or like, hey, you know what? Let's just, uh, Farley's, you know, he's crushing it. Let's just have him roll around and, you know, throw you know ninja stars or something like right. that he's coming off a tommy boy yeah, he's coming off hot i mean this is peak farley this peak uh, well he's peaked and he's on that slow so, slow, so in right. actuality my understanding of the plot is that it's something very close to will ferrell's elf right where he's just yeah yeah essentially it's a fish out of water story accidentally adopted by a clan of ninjas or whatever yeah it's a. Uh, do you want me to describe the whole plot of Beverly Hills Ninja Two? We'll get into it later. What's our second song? <laughs> also, it, it should be uh, it should be mentioned that Patty Rothberg uh, also was on another one of her songs is on another movie called uh, The Misadventures of Margaret. Anyone remember that one? Nope. Yep. Yep. yep them. And uh, she had a uh, a U.S. song that hit uh, number twenty five called Inside. So check that out, Patty Rothberg. <laughs> Anyway, I should say that uh, we, <laughs> anyway. will, we will be skipping the uh, numerical. Uh, oh, yeah, there's a lot of audio clips. Yeah, in between each uh, song on the soundtrack, we do have clips from the movie that um, we did some, uh, you know, quality control on. Just edit- editorializing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, up next, we've got Blondie with One Way or the Other. This is one of those songs that I feel like I've just heard. Uh, I think it's great, but I've just heard it so many times yeah. throughout my life. Yeah, I think we're going to be saying that a lot during this uh, <laughs> soundtrack. But So this is off of Parallel Lines, which is um, probably Blondie's best record. Um, it's not my favorite of their songs. It's a little, I don't know, a little kitschy maybe. And but it's also, the lyrics are super <laughs> creepy. Yeah. I'm gonna get you. I'll get you. I just like that. <laughs> I will drive by your house. It's like, oh. yeah, that is what creepy people do. <laughs> um, and I mean, talk about the number of movies this song has been used in. Uh, yeah. Quite a bit. 
And we've bit. had Blondie on uh, some episodes, track listing before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. I think not this, not this song yet, but mm-hmm. um, but Blondie's one of my faves. Mm-hmm. Uh, this song, pretty pretty good. I think the Rugrats. Um, I think the Rugrats Vacation special. That was probably my favorite use of this song. Okay. Was that also in 1997? Uh, it was around the same time. Yeah. Uh, maybe a few years before that. Maybe a few years after. Uh, Angelica sings it as well. So 97 still a little hazy for me. I do remember that that's the year that they introduced Wi-Fi to the world. Really? Oh, yeah. That's pretty cool. Pretty, pretty big. That's a still, big. We're still using that pretty uh, consistently, I'd say. <laughs> All right. Wi-Fi's here to stay, guys. Yeah. I catch on. I don't know. We'll see. (laughs) Yeah, we'll see. More about the movie. Chris Farley cried at the screening because it was so bad. Apparently, in the in the yeah, (laughs) that's really sad. In the theater, yeah, yeah. Forgot, but he. I have a special place in my heart for Farley. I don't think this movie was his fault. You know, I think they were like, "Oh, it'll be hilarious." You just do your pratfalls. We get all the moves. The thing where you split your 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 jacket. We'll do that. Get you stripping up there. We'll do that. But if somebody somebody just kind of gave you an elevator pitch of like, you're a big fat guy who was raised by ninjas and you're a clumsy ninja. Yeah. Like, what is your best case scenario? (laughs) I mean, are you asking me personally? (laughs) I mean, as, as the person in the elevator, as the big fat famous guy, you're probably like, okay. Yeah. All right. All right. I mean, I guess he's just describing uh, Kung Fu Panda. This is yeah. I mean, and Kung Fu Panda is one of the biggest franchises of all time, and it's good, so. but it's you know. I don't know why it was such a feel. I mean, Dennis Dugan uh, directed yeah. the film, and he did Happy Gilmore, Happy Gilmore, the grown up Sandler those, movies, yeah. Big Daddy, Big Daddy. Um, yeah, it's it's a fish out of water story, and then they put him back into similar water. And I'm like, just leave him in Japan, you know? Yeah, what is why, the Beverly why, Hills? There's no need to go to Beverly Hills. And then he's just kind of blending in. But then he's like, oh, I'm a ninja. And I'm like, well, okay. <laughs> you seem to be fine. <laughs> like, you're, all, all you seem to be doing is keep, you keep putting your shoes outside of the hotel. That was the biggest... Uh, <laughs> I think it's maintained like a 14% on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, yeah. Oh, They're yeah, one of the lowest. Well, yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty low. Because, yeah, because there's no... There's no catharsis either. Like, he doesn't learn anything. He just continues to be clumsy. There's, like, I guess the big arch is he's like, don't mess with my brother. And he's a pretty good fighter after he's, like, upset with him messing with his brother. But then he's just back to clumsy. <laughs> like, he didn't learn anything. He was just, like, in a blind rage that somehow made him good. And you're like, how did that? Okay. All right. Yeah. He did. Kung Fu Panda works because he, like, uses his goofiness as a weapon you know what i yeah. mean and then he's like belly bumping people and eating stuff and yeah like the moral is that if you accept who you are and use your own strengths then you can be great yeah there's... whereas uh chris farley just he focuses rage is that what you're saying i guess so <laughs> yeah yeah he can focus rage for a short time and then he's back to his same old self you guys want to get into this next track you might want to help me out with this pronunciation do we have the uh it's u-l-f-u-l-s is that olfuls olfuls Awfuls with Sugagi Boogie Woogie.
That may be one of the worst tracks I've ever heard. Really? Hey, come on. But come on. In, in the plot that you were just describing uh, so eloquently, Chris, uh, that, that sounds like it would fit right in appropriately with that story. Yeah. I think that song somehow uh, mirrors the movie where it's like a, it's a Japanese uh, band like echoing back to us what they think American rock music is. Yeah. Sw- switching yeah, yeah. The, the old lens flip. Yeah, and when you hear it reflected back from Japan, you're like, this is terrible. And then you start to <laughs> what? look. What happened? And you're like, is surf rock all bad? Or I don't, were the Beatles bad? I don't, I don't know what's going on. Is that what you've taken from surf rock? <laughs> Are those yeah, the yeah. elements you're going and to? And so, yeah. yeah, if you were uh, a Japanese gentleman and you watch um, Beverly Hills Ninja, you're like, is that what you think? Ninjas are? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's fair. I because. think it works perfectly in this movie, to be honest. Like I said. Uh, looking more at I guess it's Urufuru, uh, which is like a bastardization of a soulful. Because one of the members is named, band members is named uh, Urufuru uh, Kaisuke. So I guess that's how you pronounce the, the band name. Not uh, Olfuls. 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 <laughs> Um, awful. Sounds a lot like awful. <laughs> yes, yeah, definitely pretty close awful. To awful. There's a great. Uh, I mean, I guess like rockabilly is huge in Japan in it some is. some it circles, is. and I, I think I've showed you guys that great music video by uh, 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 Peter and Yorn. I think. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. The it's those guys with the giant hair. Yeah, Peter, yeah. John, and Yorn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Something like Peter, that. Peter, John, and Yorn. Something Yorn. like that. Yeah. We'll get it one. <laughs> uh, but yeah, they're doing this like weird. You know, rockabilly line dancing in the middle of like, uh, you know, some Tokyo park, and it just looks ridiculous. There's <laughs> <laughs> like, a weird, uh, like, I guess manliness was like uh, shaped through, you know, World War II occupation and like all this American blue jeans and, and leather jackets. And you're like, what the fuck? You think this is cool? What's happening? <laughs> Yeah, that's what I was saying. It's like they, rockabilly culture in Japan might even rival rockabilly culture here in America. It's like no, nobody cares about rockabillies here. <laughs> my big, my big deal with rockabilly is um, <laughs> rockabilly females are like cute and like oh, that's like awesome. That's like inventive and cute. And rockabilly dudes are just like <laughs> dorks, like. Elvis impersonators with bad tattoos. It's just like embarrassing. Like rockabilly dudes are bowling shirt dorks. <laughs> There's a huge disparity. Oh, that was pretty good. All right, Nikki, what do we got? We've got War with Lowrider. All my friends know the Lowrider. Very nice. That song, I, I know we've had this uh, argument before off the mics, but I'm a big fan of War. And I maintain mm-hmm. that if you heard that song for the first time, you would be blown away. 
Yeah. And it's like only harmed by its ubiquity that you've just like seen it in so many Beverly Hills Ninja movies. <laughs> I think Corn uh, probably felt the same way before they decided to cover it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Amazing cover. No, they were, it's definitely the baseline. You know, the guys from Corn, I think they're actually like most interested in baselines. Uh, we, we've, we've talked about. Uh, a lot of different bands on this podcast and that have had trouble maintaining uh, band members. Yeah. And I think war maybe takes the cake. Oh man. Yeah. Uh, how many band members would you say that war has gone through over well, its, like, starting in the late sixties? They started with Eric Burden, uh, the lead singer of the animals, the British singer. Yeah. Uh, and then he left, I think maybe in like 71. So well before this, this song, I think, maybe came out in 75. So early on, then I know they had some members pass away. And it's a big band. A lot of percussion. Huge band. <laughs> uh, I will say slightly under 30. I will say 27. Okay. Any takers, Chris? I'll say 25. Uh, Are you trying to price this right, man? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, 34. Uh, that go. is so many people. That's not even... <laughs> It's the, the ship of Theseus. Is it the same band? It's not. They had a lot of trouble hanging on to harmonica players. <laughs> yeah. The xylophone players. Auxiliary get percussion. There's a lot going on. War war is good. Yeah. <laughs> is it, what is it good for? There was a there was a lawsuit at some point in time where there was some split up that was happening and they wanted to continue using the war name, but uh, they like lost a lawsuit. So most of the guys uh, that are remaining started another band called the Lowrider Band. Yeah, and remember that song? Yeah, we oh. did that. <laughs> Named their their new band after a song. One of the songs. <laughs> oh, the Lowrider Band. Yeah. Oh. I uh, I maintain my my friend Gorski has a theory about this song, or not a theory, but he's just like. We heard it being played on the radio, and he's like, we don't need to play the song anymore. It served its purpose. It was great at a time. We never need to hear it again. Stop playing Low Rider. <laughs> I'm like, it's not wrong. <laughs> like, I've heard it enough in my life uh, that I never need to hear it again. I, I disagree with that, but I know what you're saying. I just feel like we've heard it too much, and, mm-hmm. it's, and it's ruined a good thing. Yeah, probably. Uh, I, I can't not think of Cheech Marin and uh, Cheech and Chong just cruising. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, oh, oh. We've got some breaking news. This just in from Spin Magazine. Liam Gallagher has said something genuinely sweet about his brother. <laughs> oh, okay. Great reporting. This sounds Great dubious. Reporting. This sounds uh, dubious. Yeah. Is there a quote? This is two months prior. Uh, Noel had said of Liam in an interview, every time I see that cunt's face, <laughs> I want to fucking take out a McDonald's with a machine gun. <laughs> All right. Is, if you followed any of the Oasis Brothers, uh, you know, Twitter battles, it's pretty, it's pretty insane. You know, they usually refer to each other as potatoes. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> So uh, he was doing a junket for his new album that's coming out, and he was on uh, Zane Lowe's uh, BBC One show. And he said, whether I'm digging him out or we're having a crack at each other, I adored him. I love him. He's my brother. You know what I mean? You can veer off and go, oh, yeah, he said that little bit and that. But you know what I mean. But the main core of it is pure love, man. Hey, Man. you know, I hope those Gallagher's, you know, they, I hope they bear the hatchet and create more mediocre music. He's a fucking potato. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I, 
Just figure it out and <laughs> just go on, you know, do what the Eagles did, separate dressing rooms and just go on tour and just die. If you could see <laughs> the photo that's been posted along with this article, it's a it's a shot of him in like all plaid and he's he's playing two maracas and he looks so pissed. <laughs> <laughs> He's really upset about this percussion choice. <laughs> uh, no one wants to be on the maracas, no. man. Not even the maraca guy. That well, was that was war's problem. <laughs> yeah, there's too many maracas. He just kept handing people's maracas, and they just walked out the door. Yeah, it's just a maraca, man. <laughs> it's all love, brother. <laughs> oh, man. Right. Well, fine reporting from the boys at Spin Magazine. Thanks so much to Spin for that. <laughs> oh, Let's jump into the next track. This is Baltimore with Tarzan Boy. That that vocal hook there is uh, really dictating the future. <laughs> it's really ahead of its time. Well, this is a tallow band. A yeah, tallow yeah, pop. yeah, that that millennial whale millennial that will soon to come. Yeah, yeah. yeah, man. I uh, <laughs> every song. I had this song. I had this on Kasingle because it uh, they re-released. They like re-recorded a '90s version because uh, it was on another soundtrack. I don't know if you guys know. It was a uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3 soundtrack. Wow. Okay. That's when they're in the Turtles in Time. Yeah. They're in Japan. They're like in feudal Japan. Japan. <laughs> Guys, the connection's here. Connections are here. Uh, I, if you haven't noticed already, almost every single song on the soundtrack is like a borderline uh, novelty hit. Mm-hmm. And that's, but it's like n- nothing <laughs> that's like... That's the genius of the music supervisor. It's not over... <laughs> nothing's like a... We haven't hit like like really intense novelty hit, but we're like everything is at least has a toe in. I'm looking ahead and I'm just <laughs> like, oh man, you're so right. <laughs> I love this song though. I really yeah. do like this song. It's it's a one hit wonder from Italy, and they enjoyed you know I think a little bit more success over there. But man, they never broke back over here. Baltimore, Baltimore, <laughs> Baltimore, named after Baltimore. <laughs> Oh, a little yeah. trivia. <laughs> a little trivia after the city of Baltimore. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's you, you would consider this a novelty song? <laughs> Speaking of novelty songs, how about this? Uh, this is a cover we've got next. This is The Hazies with a cover of Turning Japanese. I got your picture. I got your picture. I like a million of you all around myself. I want a doctor to take a picture So I can look at you from inside as well You got me turning, I've been turning, got me turning And I'm turning, and I'm turning Japanese I think I'm turning Japanese, I really think so I'm turning Japanese, I think I'm turning Japanese I really think so I'm turning Japanese, I think I'm turning Japanese I really think so 
Oh. Wait, sorry. You were saying novelty song? I don't. Uh, I guess I don't get what you're getting at. But maybe, some, <laughs> maybe some of you oh, listening recognize that guitar riff at the head. <laughs> that same super racist. Even the even the original Vapor song is pretty bad. Yeah, I mean it was uh, it was parody at best. <laughs> I would say. Yeah, yeah. And to, <laughs> What, what is, was that? That was the song that like people originally thought was about uh, masturbation, masturbation, but then yeah. the singer uh, claimed that it was about alienation. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They're like, wait, that's not that's not good either. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say, uh, make a bad, take a bad song and make it better. Is that a oh, man. Beatles line? <laughs> oh yeah. Well, the hazies. Uh, the hazies. The hazies have have been pretty much scrubbed <laughs> i don't think they made it to the internet age you oh I mean? you couldn't find any information i mean when when a band doesn't have a wikipedia you're like well they didn't really make it <laughs> sometimes i think about uh kind of the like whether we should be punching down a right. band sometimes on this podcast but when you are hired to cover turning japanese for uh the beverly hills ninja soundtrack i feel like you deserve what we got for you well hey man <laughs> they came out with a pretty good song called skin and bones and oh, why don't we uh why don't we take a listen i just included it just so we can get a good vibe of what the hazies are about okay? all right here's skin and bones skin and bones i saw you dancing in a dream Thousand colors in your eyes Valentine and tangerine Underneath a velvet sky Hey, I want you bad way Into the sun's crystal clear When you come back from the I don't even, that kind of is like if Blues Traveler had one too many Coors Lights <laughs> Uh, you were saying, Caleb, about the hazy? Go on. <laughs> oh, man. So I think we can put that argument that, to rest. That is that like, 90s organ sound that just comes in hot at the yeah. top of a terrible groove. <laughs> it's like, oh, no, 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 throw the headphones off. Pop, popper organ. Yeah, yeah, popper organ. Oh, man. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so really, uh, I guess you can see why they got hired after yeah, that. Man. We'll, uh, we'll cut off of their album. <laughs> this soundtrack is making me sad. I'm glad I didn't actually watch the movie. I feel like Come I'd be on, real You gotta go back and watch it. I watched it again today. How did it hold up? <laughs> Not great. Not okay. Great. Here, was, here was the thing. I was like expecting it to be uh, very racist. I was like, oh, this isn't so bad. And then uh, there's a scene where um, Chris Farley comes out. Uh, with like a Fu Manchu as a hibachi chef, and I was like, "Oh man!" <laughs> oh, that, that like yes. Benihana scene. Yeah, he's at he's at a, a Benihana pretty much, and he's doing the whole thing. And I was like, "Ah, oh, well, this is this is not." Good. You showed me that clip, and there there is another character who's not a comedic character who seems to be a white person dressed as a Japanese person. Yeah, maybe I can't... maybe with some makeup on. I believe that was the character Nobu. Um, and he, un, unclear descent, but not Asian, yeah. <laughs> but dressed as, you know, well. It's, it's funny, <laughs> like the 90s doesn't seem like that long ago, and yet so much has changed. I guess so, I guess so. Also, shout out to uh, Robin Shu, who uh, 
was Liu Kang from Mortal Kombat. I mm. did get excited when I saw him in the film. I was like, Liu Kang! He's great! Yeah! Everyone loves Liu Kang. And then just immediately downhill. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's great in the movie. I mean, he just, you know, he's the he's the voice of reason the whole time mm-hmm. and the good ninja. So. <laughs> he's Haru, uh, Chris Farley's older brother and better brother. This soundtrack, man. I usually start at like a 15 and I'll start subtracting, you know, points for songs. <laughs> but uh, this this is going to go negative. Oh, no. Come on. Is that possible? Can you uh, give no, a you negative rating? You can't do that. Zero the lowest you can go. <laughs> Guys, the proof is in the pudding. Uh, let's hit hey. that next track, baby. <laughs> Actually, it might be time for a little uh, break and then some game. Ooh. Oh, we got a... Who put together a game this week? Uh, Christopher did. Ooh, I heard a rumor it might be a new game. It's a new game. Damn. And, uh... It's <laughs> a little teased. <laughs> and also, we're going to add uh, a song to the track listing Spotify playlist, our favorite fighting song. Yeah, so stay tuned for that. Stick with us. No, sorry. Can't do that. Can't do that. Hey everybody, thank you for listening to the Tracklisting Podcast. We want to hear from you. So if you've got a soundtrack recommendation, a suggestion, a review, uh, did I mispronounce something, or uh, if you just want to hurl insults at us, or you just want to say, hey, uh, please reach out to us. You can find us on Instagram at Tracklisting Podcast, Twitter at Tracklisting Pod, or email us, tracklistingpodcast at gmail.com. If you enjoy listening to the podcast, uh, why don't you tell a friend that you think might enjoy it as well? Uh, or maybe tell two. Yeah. And they tell two friends. And, and they, they tell, tell two friends. friends. And they <laughs> tell two friends. <laughs> That's how you start a movement. Yeah. And also, uh, if you like the recommendations we've got, uh, you can check out our official track listing playlist on Spotify. Oh, yeah. Tell tell people about the, the playlist on Spotify. And then they'll tell two friends. And, and they'll, they'll tell two friends. friends. <laughs> we love y'all. Thanks for listening. Thanks, guys. Welcome back to Tracklist. We've got a game. That's right. I've got a new game called Hollywood Notes. Hey! Hollywood Notes. Hollywood Notes. All right. It is new. <laughs> it's nothing like Tinseltown Tunes. Uh, Same theme song, though. <laughs> Same theme song. Completely new game. This so, is exciting. So a lot of celebrities, a lot of actors and actresses, at some point in their career, either decided to release an album, or started out as a singer. Great idea. Great idea. So, <laughs> Always a good idea. Always a good Always idea. A good <laughs> so I've decided to uh, play a few obscure tracks and see if you guys can guess who the actor or actress is. All right. How many rounds did you prepare for us? I've got four rounds. All right. It's a collaborative game, but there's only one winner. So. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Thank you, Chris. All right, let's hear clue number one. You see me standing in the shadows, but you act like it just doesn't matter. I see you walking down the street. You make my heart skip a beat. Just a look, just a touch. I never wanted anything so much. How do I let you know? Oh, all right. Okay. 
Okay. I want to guess that that's like 1984? 83. Very good. It's 1983. It's kind of got like a Pat Benatar vibe. So, guessing this is an an actress before she became famous as an actress. It was about the same time. Sometimes, and in the 80s, this was a big deal. It's like, hey, you're an actress. Let's just throw a song at you. Why not? Figure it out. Put it in the movie. And that was the case with this one. It was a single that was part of a soundtrack for a movie. Let's hear that is, this, uh, is she in this movie? She is in this movie. Okay. You see me standing in the shadows, but you act like it just doesn't matter. I see you walking down the street. You make my heart skip a beat. Just a look, just a touch. I never wanted anything so much. All right, uh, what genre is this movie? Ooh, um, <laughs> uh, teen, uh, like... Is this like Molly Ringwald? It's less emotional. What, what would you call, like, a, a teen comedy? Uh, okay. Like a nude, like, there's nudity in it. Uh, <laughs> like, is what, what is this, this, uh, Brooke Shields? No, it is not Brooke Shields. Okay. Or Meg Ryan. Is this, is is this movie Ryan. good? No. It is a bad I, I'll movie. I'll tell you the movie. The movie is called Private School. Okay? Okay, so none, and of, it's us, like none of us have seen this. <laughs> a, hint, a hint at, like, you know, private. Like, people have private. Okay, okay. <laughs> I think of... So it's like a, it's a teen sex comedy. The the vocals seem, like, too high-pitched for, like, Demi Moore or something. Is this, like, Winona Ryder? No, too She's, young. She is, um... She is, had her heyday. Is, this, she was is a, this person still active? No. Ooh, so it's like Jennifer Grey. Ooh, getting warmer. We're getting warmer. Uh, um, Jennifer Beale. She, she was in some great teen movies and big teen heartthrob and then totally went away. <laughs> no. Phoebe Cates? It is Phoebe oh! Cates. It is Phoebe Cates. How I Let You Know on Private School. <laughs> Yeah, man. Who did she? She like married. Is it Kevin Klein or something? Yeah, she married Kevin Klein. Yeah, had babies and just and you know, like fuck this business. Yeah, <laughs> I'm out. I'm trying married. to lose it. I won the business. I married Kevin Klein, the coolest guy of all time. <laughs> Kevin Klein's pretty cool. I love Kevin Klein. Yeah. Clue right. two. Let's hit that clue two, baby. We used to cry about the day one of us by fall we can blindly into another's arms demands of gain from jealousies would flow like water drowning us but leaving us oh it's also uh, i'm gonna say 1983 it's 1983 okay very good ear over there so this is classic yeah you can hear it right away 80, 83, 83. <laughs> yeah that snare 83 baby i know i know sounds yeah uh this is somebody before they're famous oh yeah okay yeah is this person british yes <laughs> did this person become a comedian mm, yes is this person an atheist <laughs> The edgiest atheist. <laughs> <laughs> Nick, Nick looks confused. Well, when you, I was with you for a second, and then when uh, comedian, you said to be. Uh, yeah, this is uh, somebody who's very outspoken. Yeah. Man, are you triggered, bro? <laughs> Too bad. 
Doesn't uh, matter. He was in a kind of, I never had heard anything, but there's kind of uh, internet photos of him when he was in a boy band. Yeah. It was um, a pop duo. And he was really ripping off David Bowie. Yeah, he has like a Bowie look. <laughs> he became a comedian. Yeah. Like a stand-up. Uh, yeah. Yeah. He's probably the, I would say, one of the most famous British comedians. Like uh, Eddie Izzard. Or like, uh, Less funny. Less funny. <laughs> well, <laughs> I like him. I like him. I'm convinced that the funniest things about him are from uh, the talent of somebody else that he frequently collaborates with. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Oh, man. Could you give me another clue? Um, the name of the band was Shona Dancing. Okay. And uh, he is known... He, he reached stardom. So he did this, went away for a long time, and then came back and did a sitcom. Gotcha. You hear that clip one more time. Yeah. We used to cry about the day when one of us might fall. We can blindly what i was thinking fame i was just imagining mr bean singing this, <laughs> singing this track it's not rowan atkinson but like don't you don't you don't you wish it was uh, did i just say <laughs> yeah i just said uh, this is a uh, ricky gervais, ricky gervais. Oh, right. of course ricky gervais. of course yeah. Ricky. Ricky. A man who takes himself way wow. too seriously. Way too seriously. I love a comedian who takes himself very seriously. He's one of those guys that's really into wearing a scarf. You yeah. know, he's that scarf thing. He's like, he got to LA. You know what I mean? Like, well, he was funny yeah. and then he hung he out He got that Simon Cowell disease where he has a closet full of black t shirts. Like, <laughs> yeah, the most expensive black t shirt. Simon Cowell's, yeah, $100 black t shirt. Yeah. It's something that happens to British men when they reach a certain I age. I might have a couple of those black t shirts. <laughs> they, they, you know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> funny enough that uh that song uh was quite popular in the philippines but did not have any success anywhere else <laughs> let me just i want to envision that for a second here oh you're on a beach yeah it's 1983 <laughs> <laughs> wow really helps set the scene <laughs> that's right. pretty crazy great job chris <laughs> all right let's move on to clue number three I've heard that song before. I yeah. want to say 1986. Ooh, too early. This is 1992. Oh, 92. 1992. It's, retrograde. it's got that production of um, the Paul Abdul yeah, track. Very much so. Very much so. Anime, uh, MC Scat Cat. <laughs> Scat Cat. Yeah. MC wow. Scat Cat does not he's, appear on this album. Ah, this sound sounds very 80s to me. Okay. Uh, is this somebody became famous after? Or yes. Be- became famous. In fact, she was 13. Yeah. When she released this song. In 92. In 92. She was okay. 13 in 92. That should be a good clue.
Has this uh, actress, has she done more music um, as her like acting career took off? She's, yeah, she came back to it. She came back to it. Uh, so is, is it like Jennifer Lopez? No. Oh. No. It's not Jennifer Lopez. This, this is called Love Songs. That was the album. And okay. this song is called First Taste of Love, which is... Oh. Okay, that, that helps out a lot. Um, we have discussed her on the podcast. Hmm. Okay. Um, is she a movie star or? Yeah. So she's a full-on movie star. Full-on movie star. Full-on movie star. She's recorded some albums of music while she's been famous. Mm-hmm. In the two in the early two thousands, she kind of had a resurgence, and I don't think I don't know if she ever came out with a full album again. But she came out with a couple of songs that are very YouTubeable and like maybe reached mild. Is this uh, someone who fits that description? But the song seems like a stretch for is um, Scarlett Johansson. No, it's not Scarlett Johansson. Who has kind of had that same? Yeah, yeah she did that uh, album of Tom Waits covers. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so not Scarlett. Scarjo. Okay. Um, we discussed her in. Okay. Well, no, no, go ahead. Go ahead. We dis- this is a big clip. We discussed her in our first episode ever. In the. Jennifer Love Hewitt. It is Jennifer Love hey! Hewitt. It is Jennifer okay. Love Hewitt. All right. Maybe I gave too much of a clip. But I think okay. that totally fits. <laughs> yeah, that yeah. tracks. I feel like you made her out to be a bigger star than Jennifer, Jennifer Love Hewitt ever was. Oh, come on. Oh, She's huge. She's huge. You don't like Jennifer Love she was a B plus list star that has now <laughs> fallen to C minus, but love her anyway. Jennifer, come on the podcast. We love your music. Clue right. four. Clue four. Going back in time. Let's hear that. Oh yes, I'm sure it is. If I could only catch her Straight from uh, Darden's turntable at the studio. <laughs> uh, <laughs> including snaps and got pops the scratches. And yeah. <laughs> what is this, like uh, early 70s? Even before. 60s. 1968. Okay. So that should give you an idea of how old this person is. Still living. Still living. Still living today. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. So this is a, an actor, a male actor? A male actor. Before he became famous? Yes. Um, is, is this guy, has he ever been in a Scorsese film? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, is he a tall guy or a short guy? <laughs> He's a short guy. He's like a short little guy. He's oh. like a little guy, yeah. Joe is, Pesci. Yeah, is this guy funny? Is that Joe Pesci? <laughs> <laughs> is this little Joe sings the hits? Is this little Joe sings the hits? Little Joe sure can sing. That is his song, Stop and Say Hello. Very good. Well done. Well done. All right, that is Hollywood Notes. I'm sure it is. Thank you, Joe Pesci, for all your musical efforts. Now go get your shine box. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Chris. That was good. Yeah, no problem. No problem. Thank Some you, lovely fellas, music. for <laughs> indulging me <laughs> once again. Uh, 
I'm sad to say we have to get back to the soundtrack. We gotta get back to the soundtrack. Uh, Looks like we may have, well, we have a song popping up again. It's a song from before. A different artist. This is Carl Douglas with Kung Fu Fighting. There we go. Everybody was Kung Fu Fighting. Those kids were fast as lightning. In fact, it was a little bit frightening. But they fought with Man, I don't know about that song. <laughs> What's happening? I don't know. It's hard to hate. Uh, I do like that time is a flat circle and we're back where we started. <laughs> yeah, no. I mean, it's got a groove, I guess. <laughs> yeah. It's I'm... got drums. It's got bass. It really just reminds me so much of like the 70s uh, like karate and kung fu obsession that really Bruce Lee started and then... <laughs> So many just like American people were like, oh, I'm a black belt now. <laughs> like an untested yeah, yeah. black was, belt and they had no idea how to fight. That genre would be nothing without the wah pedal too. It's just so, it's all. <laughs> like, this is definitely somebody who has too many fingers on too many pulses. Yeah. Where it's like the, the obsession with Kung Fu and disco come together at the same time. It's yeah. like. Yeah. This is, uh, this is disco death knells for sure. <laughs> but it's funny, like. Uh, I guess I'll just say that it it's way better than it has any right to be. That's true. That's true. I like. I objectively like faint, this song. Yeah, faint praise maybe, but uh, maybe it was a <laughs> song that got written for Elvis and he turned it down. <laughs> I mean, imagine that. <laughs> 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 Would have been amazing, man. Elvis's disco kung well, fu career. After, half there. After yeah. the wife left him for the uh, karate teacher, he just couldn't record any yeah. kung fu oh, songs. Man. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Can't, can't get through the chorus on that one. Yeah. The spoken word part of this, he would... He Stop, would the uh, <laughs> Stop the tape. Stop the tape. Plus that. <laughs> All right, I think we've covered country <laughs> fighting. <laughs> Carl <laughs> Douglas. Is it, that's the original, yeah. Yeah, yeah, mm, that's yeah. the original. That was the one I sang I on mean, I hope stage. so. One yeah. hit wonder, I want to say, Carl Douglas. <laughs> Most definitely. Yeah. Most definitely. Or no hit wonder. <laughs> I think Depends that, how you look at it. Uh, if, yeah, if there was going to be a label on the front of the soundtrack, it would be one hit wonder. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's... We'll hit more of it as we it's go. Speaking of... Well, no, go ahead. Please. So, sorry to into what? I mean, I do feel like this was made by... Um, uh, like a studio executive was in charge of finding all the music for this. He's like, ah, what's, uh, okay. Uh, let's do something about Kung Fu. Well, we can throw two in about Kung Fu. What was that? Um, I heard on the radio, the turning Japanese. Yeah. Throw that one in there. There's Japanese, right? Yeah. Okay. Put that one in there. Just like, you know. Yeah. Like, like I said, I, I'm sure that Bowie got a phone call for a China girl and Mm -hmm. it was just kind of like, ah, sounds bad. Yeah. That's a pass. I'm going to, I'm going to wipe my hands clean of this. Uh, speaking of one-hit wonders, up next we've got Right Said Fred. He's got hits, guys. <laughs> With I'm Too Sexy. I'm too sexy for my shirt. Too sexy for my shirt. So sexy it hurts. And I'm too sexy for Milan. Too sexy for Milan. New York and Japan. Too sexy for your party No way I'm disco dancing 
not too bad, huh? <laughs> I mean, it, it, it was rated. I mean, it got its fame. Overrated or underrated? Or just rated? It deserved what it got, I guess. It was good enough to get that one-hit wonder thing, but, I, you know. This is like the, uh, the poster child for one-hit wonder. Absolutely. I remember it was uh, the time in my life when I was, like, first listening to the radio obsessively mm-hmm. like i don't know if i was like 12 or even younger couldn't get him away from uh, radio <laughs> and this this was like that was the year that this was a big hit i remember listening to it a lot and even then kind of being like all ah, right like this is but as you know it's it's definitely macarenaville yeah yeah we're we're you know just passing the sign for macarenaville yeah, yeah. and this is Weird. during the strip scene uh where oh, God. you know <laughs> Haru. I don't think I made it that far into that. (laughs) I mean, that's the scene I I remember vividly because this was like a a blockbuster rental for me a few times and like, you know, I don't know, 10 at the time. Yeah, this would be like a friend sleepover. Yeah. yeah. That scene was really funny, right? We should rewind it. The scene with all the strippers, that was really funny. (laughs) Can we just see it one more time? Because Chris Farley strips. He does the... um, well, Chippendales thing again. Oh, they yeah. hit all the Chris Farley hits in this They're movie. They're just recycling old <laughs> Dude, SNL bits they because they've run out of stuff for him to run into. They literally did, man. Uh, it's like, yeah. But there's no... And there's no one here to keep him in check. You know what I mean? Because they had David Spade to mock him in Tommy Boy and Black Sheep. And then, you know, they oh, that's reconcile. True, yeah. And this, he's just being a, a, a fool... And there's not like they don't even have. He like, doesn't have the buddy. No, the buddy to like yeah. be like, come on, come on, fatso, let's go. You know, he needs the, uh, uh, I don't know, the stand to his ollie. I yeah. Guess, you know. All right, I want to read you a little. Uh, it's kind of a surprising bit from Right Said Fred's uh, uh, Wikipedia bio. Mm. Uh, before their right said Fred and his, uh, these two brothers, they were in a band called uh, the Actors, and w- the Actors toured uh, with Suicide. The uh, you know proto punk band out of Lower East Side, and also opened for Joy Division at the Factory Club in Manchester. Holy shit! And then they right said friend. Yeah, and then they uh, apparently yeah. they had made enough money and they they like bought a gym, or I don't know they like owned a bunch of stuff and they owned a gym and they would make fun of <laughs> sure. these people in their gym. And that's when one of them wrote this song as like a Ooh, joke. I'm too sexy. Yeah, yeah. And I knew then, it was uh, like a joke song. Right? And they wrote it, it as like a like a maybe kind of a rock song. Yeah. And they took it to studios, and somebody was like, "I like it, but what if it were a dance song?" And then catwalk song. Yeah. <laughs> so Genius. I'm, I'm hoping that the brothers own like a whole chain of gyms now because I'm <laughs> sure they made a bunch of money. Off. Just gym rats <laughs> pumping out hits. <laughs> Classic next tale. Time next time you're in a gym, just realize that somebody's writing a song in the back. <laughs> just listen to the song, looking around. Oh god! Oh, god, these assholes. I um, I remember in the Napster days, there was like an Elmer Fudd version of this. Oh, and I didn't. Really... I'm surprised it's not on the soundtrack. I know, right? The Elmer Fudd version of uh, "I'm Too Sexy." But I understand why someone did that because listening to it just now, he does have like a bit of like the. Oh, I'm too sexy for my short. <laughs> He's got a, like a, just a slight affectation to his voice. That it hurts. It hurts. <laughs> <laughs> like it does. It does. I was like, yeah, it's not a not a large leap for him to do. <sighs> yeah, I hate that song. Man. <laughs> well, I mean, they really ran it into into the ground. 
uh, Conan O'Brien does a great SNL skit where uh, he's like demanding money for like rights to the rights. He's one of the rights head Fred members and he plays it really well. When he like leaves and he comes back and he's like, I was the beekeeper from YMCA. Remember the village people? And they're like, there's no beekeeper. He's like, it's me. It's right said Fred again. Now this next song may have an affectation. We'll see. This is Lena Levitch with I Think We're Alone Now, Japanese version. seeing some real downtrodden <laughs> track listers tonight <laughs> it's lena levich uh that's another cover it's a cover of was it tommy james and the Shondells? that's correct mm-hmm. and uh i think that the most popular version of that song was probably by tiffany yeah i'm just the wiping 80s. the tears from my eyes <laughs> <laughs> the soundtrack man Oof. i've broken the guys oh, man dude I know it's hard with the bad covers. Uh, <laughs> I should say Lena Lovich. I looked. She did. Um, she worked on other stuff. She wrote the lyrics to Sarone's Supernat Supernature. Did she really? Yeah. Which Whoa. was uh, your recommendation? That was my recommendation from a couple weeks ago. Yeah, it's a good track. Yeah. Hell yeah. Damn. I mean, <laughs> well, but honestly, I should the, say the she's lyrics... not. Yeah, she's not Japanese. She's not. That would have been a cool song to put on the soundtrack. <laughs> <laughs> but honestly, the lyrics of that are, are the worst part. Oh, sure. really? <laughs> like the, the beat on that's amazing, and the lyrics yeah, are like, true. they were taken from the man. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I don't like that. Dude. Oh, boy. Science opened up the door. I, um... Yeah, you can't do a Japanese version if you're not Japanese, right? I mean, I think you Could can. You? Yeah. But I think that they're uh, they're going through some real uh, calisthenics to get a lot of Japanese singing on this album from people that aren't Japanese. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It seems harder to do. It yeah. seems like you might as well just hire a Japanese band to do There's it. There's probably a lot of good Japanese music that could have been on the soundtrack. <laughs> that they just... You know, Yellow Magic Orchestra. Oh, yeah. Would have been just great. combing through a 2010 Esquire <laughs> interview with Christian Bale. Oh, here we go. Oh, were you? Uh, yeah, you know, yeah, just, just it just popped up. You just popped up. Popped, oh, nice up. popped right up. And uh, he he says that this is his favorite movie of all time. Which is good for you. Oh, good, good for you. And he says he says that he watched it uh, two nights in a row. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> what is more, happening? That's more fodder for how insane Christian Bale is after a, after a long day of screaming at the DP. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He likes to come home and unwind to maybe the worst <laughs> SNL spinoff movie. It's not even. Or yeah, it's not, not even. Even man, it's Chris Rock is in it. Um, apparently, Chris Farley like went to bat for Chris Rock and was like, "I'm not going to do it unless you put Chris Rock in it," which is really cool, but. Poor Chris Rock is chasing a chicken through half the movie. 
<laughs> he's like, you need to learn how to like tear off a chicken's head. So Chris Rock, literally like seven scenes, is <laughs> running around chasing a chicken. I'm like, well, they really hammered that joke into the ground. So I guess we know now where Christian Bale gets all of his method acting from. Oh, totally, uh, you know, totally tracks. <laughs> Honestly, it sounds like a coping mechanism of being like, um, how do I deal with the pressure of like, am I doing a good job? Like, and then it's like you put on a terrible movie and you're like, you know what? I'm doing none of this matters. Great. I'm fine. <laughs> Everything's fine. Terminator Salvation. People will forget about it. Yeah. It'll be whatever. Oh God. <laughs> I won't. I'll never forget about Terminator <laughs> Salvation. Dude. Okay, Nikki, what do we got? We're coming into Little John with Finally Got It. This thing is hanging over me. I gotta let it go. Wow, wow, wow. Wow, we have nothing to say about this. Was, little John. Uh, not li- Little John. Not Dr. Little, John. The f- not Dr. Little John. John. Little John. Little John. <laughs> little John. Uh, from the Robin Hood crew. Uh, this is off their <laughs> 1996 out. album, Derailer. Um, of course. Yeah. Really derailed the uh, <laughs> really derailed the podcast there. Another Wikipedia-less band. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. This might be our last episode. <laughs> I know. I'm just uh, flipping through GQ over here. <laughs> uh, they're, they're a Boston band. Started in the early 90s. Yeah. Uh, yeah, just some, um, you know, some, some generic, Boston sludge. Some generic sludge. Yeah. Um, goes well goes well with the rest of the songs on the subject. when uh when in the film it, yeah i don't want to say film this, when yeah. in the uh, yeah is this film? in the movie is this film? In the, uh, shot on film. cinema in the, in the cinema flick i'm not quite sure my, somewhere my in copious notes it would be great if it's not even in the movie not even in there it was um I just like the it's song. chris farley's cousin yeah. <laughs> just throwing him a bone just little john um, oh good lord! So wow, Will Sasso is in this movie. Oh, who, whom I love. I like Will Sasso, uh, and he has a great character who's like a shitty used car salesman. He plays like an integral role to the. He owns the plates that they're. There's a whole thing about like um, counterfeit money making, and uh, I guess they have to drug him, and Chris Farley has to pretend to be him, and he's like a midwestern. Um, car salesman type guy. So it's literally they were like, "All right, Farley, just do your thing for like you know, do your like De Bears type character for oh, like no ten minutes because <laughs> they're like because he has this weird stilted like I am Haru, I will not use contractions in this movie, you know, and then like then he just drops it all and it's like yeah yeah and like knows all these colloquial he's like who are you carol channing (laughs) like oh he knows all these weird so now all of a sudden he knows these obscure references and you know showed me the benihana clip where he's pretending to speak japanese yes but wasn't he raised in japan yeah he should know full japanese that's very confusing it is 
I don't like it. There was a uh, lawsuit over the sequel. Was there? <laughs> I didn't see the. I read about the sequel. There's a co-writer uh, suing the. Uh, where did this happen? This was in L.A. The co-writer suing a group of Korean investors uh, over mm. the sequel. Uh, he claims that the investors failed to provide adequate funding, which forced the production to shut down repeatedly, ultimately leading to his removal from the project, uh, but claimed that he was promised $400,000 to finish the film, which he never received. Was this Dennis Dugan? This is Mitchell Klebnoff. Oh, okay. Mm. Okay. It was set to star uh, David Hasselhoff, and uh, Lucas Grabeel. Oh yeah, from I read High School ab- Musical. I read about that. That and, David Hasselhoff uh, Lynn was Chilling. To be. Yeah. I think it. I think I read that uh, it was released in 2010 under the name Dancing Ninja. <laughs> they just switched it up. Yeah, that happens sometimes. <laughs> like we just got now. We gotta call something else. This is insane. I like the idea that the sequel to Beverly Hills Ninja actually had to be rebranded as a worse thing. <laughs> <laughs> my god <laughs> yeah the the complaint alleges that uh Klebanoff utterly quote utterly lacked the experience necessary to serve as director of the picture uh resulting in the plaintiff's investment being put at risk so there you have it a, a film so bad <laughs> it's just, man i mean uh, <laughs> God. Was Hasselhoff the ninja? I don't even <laughs> yeah, want to know. I was going to say, like, I don't I'm trying know. to figure out how it works. Wait, who's the bad guy in this movie? It is, uh, I guess, he's just a British guy. He's the it's boyfriend. He's the boyfriend of the love interest. Okay. I was yeah. exp- I was hoping it would be somebody from SNL. <laughs> no, it's not. Um, <laughs> is there anybody else from <laughs> SNL behind besides uh, Chris Rock? No, but two of uh, Chris Farley's brothers are in it. Oh no, yeah. Matt Farley. No, John. No, Matt Foley is oh, the. No, but that's oh, no, uh, John and Kevin. Farley. Oh, I guess Kevin. Yeah, Kevin's the one who looks a lot like him. And... Yeah, Ke- Kevin's the one that's like been the Jim Belushi to uh, to Chris Farley's John Belushi. <laughs> that's one of the rules. If you're on SNL and you die, you have to have your a brother, countless like... brother. Oh, gets know, drafted Kevin, Kevin's into the... great. Kevin's great. We all love guys. Him. I've got some news. We nobody's defending Jim Belushi. I'm defending Jim Belushi. <laughs> Do it, man. Don't die on that hill. <laughs> we have pulled into the last track. Okay. Uh, okay. Got a bit of score here at the end. This is from George S. Clinton, um, who we've talked about before. Yeah. Uh, music for Austin Powers. Yeah. Not the not George. Not P. George. Funk, who Clinton. you would want it to be? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> not the not uh, the Parliament. Good George. Yeah. Yes. Less is more. This is titled The End. Oh, no. You had something to say. Right? I was going to be like, they got Little John on the side. Well, not the, it's not the good Little John. <laughs> it's, it's little. Believe it or not, there's a worse Little John. Little John. <laughs> Here's George S. Clinton's The End. guys we made it through the end of the soundtrack that is the end i understand that people uh get paid to make uh utilitarian music for films and i appreciate that and i think that's like a a worthwhile pursuit but it doesn't need to be on a cd 
<laughs> Nobody needs to hear that. Am I wrong? Chris is uh, contemplating. I'm thinking about what you just said. <laughs> Do you understand why? Say it again. It's like, I understand why that piece of music exists. And I applaud that they made like a serviceable <laughs> score for Beverly Hills Ninja. <laughs> but you're saying it should be buried into the It doesn't earth. need to be on this. <laughs> like, who buys this and is like, no, oh, and then at the end... We get a taste of the score. <laughs> and it's called <laughs> The End. The worst Chris Farley movie. Well, there's some more stuff on the CD. Um, in between each track, <laughs> you get some of the the great memorable quotes. As bad as those are, it makes perfect sense that if you're selling the soundtrack to the terrible movie, that people would want to hear parts of the terrible movie. But Let's nobody... get a taste of one <laughs> yeah, of those. Can we just hear one of those? You're the big fat ninja everyone's talking about, aren't you? That's the back. I mean, that's that's yeah. good stuff. Yeah, that's great stuff. <laughs> and that's peppered in throughout. That's, that's the, the movie. entire soundtrack. <laughs> yeah. That Just same the, track. There are so many audio clips on this. Remember, this was '97. This was peak soundtrack. Peak yeah. Wi-Fi. You couldn't not have a soundtrack. <laughs> peak Wi-Fi. Peak soundtrack. Oh man, Chris, we're gonna have to rate this. Are we? Yeah. Okay. We do. Chris is gonna go first this time as punishment. <laughs> I mean, bring it home. Fifteen stars. Fifteen stars in the sky. Decimal points allowed. Fifteen throwing stars. Be specific. Fifteen throwing stars in the sky. You know, there were a couple of good songs. Name Uh, them. Name the songs. I think Baltimore. That's one of my favorite songs. You've always uh, loved that track, Tarzan Boy. You've always played ahead of its time. I always say that. War Lowrider. I do like that song. One, you know. that's two points. <laughs> I'm going to give this start to finish. Very listenable. Worked in the movie. I'm going to give it a 4.8. 4.8 stars. Okay. Why, why is everyone looking at me? <laughs> Ice cold. <laughs> so mad. I feel like right I now. feel like you aimed low so that we wouldn't yell at you, but you didn't aim I, low enough. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know, I know. That was, I, I tried to uh, hedge my bets there by going maybe a star too lower, but everyone's still upset at me. <laughs> uh, I'll go next if you don't mind. Um, I think my favorite song in here might be the Blondie song, or at least that's the least the least jokey. Um, I really do like that war song, but, uh, it's funny. I think the reason why that war song has been worn out is because of soundtracks like this. Yeah. So it just makes me angry at the soundtrack that it's on it. Uh, three terrible covers. That's like, we've, we've had, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. We did the scream soundtrack. There were three covers, two of which were terrible and one, which was blah. Yeah. So this might be the worst cover showing we've ever had. Yeah, this is a this is a pretty intense cover. Uh, <laughs> I do respect it for putting the original uh, Kung Fu Fighting on there. I don't think the word respect can be used <laughs> in conjunction it, with this soundtrack. I'm going to give it a one point nine. Wow. Okay. Uh, Nikki, what do you think? Um, one point nine is that your lowest? Uh, possibly. <laughs> Looking through here, George S. Clinton. I thought that maybe that that would be a bit of a catharsis at the end, but then like an 808 drum came in. <laughs> I mean, I like that song, Lowrider, uh, but not enough to justify anything else. Um, I'm going to give the soundtrack a zero. 
Straight. I'm gonna, Straight up zero. I'm gonna give it a, a complete Dude, I zero. I won't allow that. I won't allow that. <laughs> Not on my watch, man. I'll give you. I'll give you a one. Thank I'll you. I'll give you a one for lowrider. One point zero. I'll give you a one point zero. Okay. Thank you. All right. <laughs> you can go below one, but you can't do. Just let me. A let me give it a zero. I'll buy you lunch. No, I did. No, I'll go to lunch with you. Do you want to uh, go to lunch today? I'm hungry, man. I'm hungry, dude. Oh, your friend's gonna listen oh, to this, man. and I should always. Oh, I don't contract. know if I can, man. I'll give it. A, I'll give it a. I'll give it a point five for a lowrider. I'll give it a point five. What about Blondie? Guys. I'm not crazy about that Blondie track. I, I mean, yeah. Debbie Harry's great, but yeah. I wouldn't. It's not one of the better. We wouldn't be songs. hanging out. I'd be like, Chris, you gotta hear this track. <laughs> But, uh, it's true. It's true. Yeah. All right. All right. Real, well, real doozy. Real doozy. We did well, it, guys. We put it to bed. We did it. There's the only thing left to do is to add one of our own favorite songs to the track listing Spotify playlist. Our favorite fighting song. Please In the spirit do. of the film. <laughs> Who wants to go first? Uh, I'll go first. Uh, the track that I've got for favorite fighting song is F- the Flaming Lips. With Fight Test from Yoshimi Battles the Pink Robots. Here's a little snippet. If it's not now, then tell me when would be the time she would stand up and be a man. Crazy music video going on for this. I don't know if you guys ever watched it. I like that song quite a bit. I like that album. Yeah, fantastic. Uh, brought to us by Wayne Coyne and Friends. Wayne Coyne. Just uh, the weirdos down in Oklahoma yeah. churning out this great, you know, pop nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, they've got a special place in my heart. Man. Oh yeah, I've seen them live a couple of times too. Yeah, and me it's too. Like such a good show, big spectacle. He's in the uh, the big inflatable ball, just yeah. rolling around out there. He had a camera on the mic, and you could see his like really gross like, oh. teeth and, and like mustache, <laughs> Jeez, and they like, kept they kept cutting to it, and it was really, ah, really ah, weirding ah. me out. I was like, ah, and, like, you know, that would be like the giant backdrop. <laughs> Yeah, I, I listened to that album quite a bit. Yeah, very great. It's a great album. What do you guys got? Uh, I'll go next, if you don't mind. Mm-hmm. Um, so last episode, we were talking about uh, Bauhaus. and Bauhaus, real spook. I'm still a little spooked from that uh, Scream episode, guys. Yeah, yeah, I'm spooked. <laughs> so super spooked. Uh, and it's been Halloween season over here in New York. I don't know about where you are. But I've been listening to a lot of Bauhaus, as I do every year. And uh, it reminded me of... One of my favorite songs of theirs from their second album, Mask, in 1981, is Kick in the Eye by Bauhaus. Uh, 
I did see a couple of days after Halloween, there, I saw two bottles of ketchup uh, walking around in Bushwick, and I was spooked. Man. <laughs> <laughs> it's real scary stuff. Fake blood, man. Yeah, condiments. <laughs> yeah, that was a great track. Yeah, I like Bauhaus. Bauhaus. You know, yeah. it's kind of a punk dance, dance punk, goth. Mm-hmm. Punks need to dance more. Yeah. I think that's why LCD Sound System started a band. Yeah. That was kind of the that's idea. That's definitely a part of it. Yeah. Right. Making punks dance again. Making punks dance again. Man, man. Chris, what do you got for bring us? Bring us home, bud. I'm bringing you home with uh, Two Gunslingers. Favorite fight track. Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. Ooh, very nice. Let's hear that. Two gunslingers walked out in the street and one said, I don't want to fight no more. And the other gunslinger thought about it. And he said, Yeah, what are we fighting for? I'm taking control of my life. Hell yeah, Tom Petty. Yeah, man. That's, uh, that's an old classic. I think one of Rolling Stones top 50 songs of all time oh really yeah amazing um a kind of an anti-war song that tom petty wrote uh during the gulf war or, or uh, right afterwards and uh yeah i always you know i kind of went the other way with it like hey let's let's all stop fighting <laughs> not everyone wants to kung fu fight all the time and uh i think you you may have anticipated our reaction to the soundtrack yeah this is a please don't fight fuck you me, chris you guys. <laughs> Make tacos, not podcast wars. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but I'm a I'm a big huge Tom Petty fan, and I don't know that's always been one of my favorite songs. It kind of popped into my brain thinking about fighting and taking control, and just saying, "Hey, I don't want to fight no more." Right? <laughs> Someone should have taken control of the production of Beverly Hills Ninja and maybe yeah. called it off. Oof! But you know, sometimes people don't get told no. There's that, there's that old David Spade joke when he's talking about like, oh man, and people are like, man, if Chris Farley were alive today, like, what would he, you know, what would he be doing? He'd be so great. And David Spade's like, nah, he'd just be working for Sandler like the rest of us. <laughs> and, like, and he's like, that joke never works. Everyone hates that joke. But, wow. You know, I, uh, I don't know. I'd, yeah, the real question is, what would uh? Oh shit! What is uh, the young guy that's always in in all the Sandler stuff? That kind of uh, Nick Swartzen? Yeah, Swartzen. Yeah. Like if uh, <laughs> what would Nick Swartzen? Yeah, Nick Swartzen would be like homeless. Could be, could yeah. be, or or maybe it wrecked his life. I don't know. I feel like oh, I <laughs> Nick Swartzen may have had a better trajectory if he didn't get in the Sandler crew. That just was like, hey, you guys need money? Okay, cool. We'll make a movie. What are we going to... Uh, let's do another Grown Ups. All right. Yeah. Everybody in? Cool. <laughs> well, thank you, Chris, for uh, picking the soundtrack. Yeah, yeah. No problem. Wait, what, wait what was that? <laughs> thank you very much, Chris, for um, picking this incredible oh, yeah. soundtrack. Thank, thank you, you, Chris. Thank you. you guys are welcome. You guys are welcome. <laughs> Good job, Chris. Thank you. you know, <laughs> I've, I've, got a lot to th- I've got a lot to think about this week. I think for my next pick, I'm going to try to... I'm going to try to lowball you guys. Yeah. I think it might be my pick next. I think that might be right. Caleb's got a pick. Ooh, stay tuned for Caleb's pick. Soundtrack to Dancing Ninja. Nice. Ooh. <laughs> wow. Cannot wait. Thank you guys for listening. We love you. <laughs>